It's time now for the complete story with Rich Bot, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Rich Bot with today's complete story. And this is Rich Bot sitting in for my dad, Dick Bot, on today's complete story. I have on the line one of my heroes in the public policy arena and in public service overall. Governor Sam Brownback, the governor of the great state of Kansas. Governor Brownback, welcome to The Complete Story. Hey, thanks, Rich. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I appreciate Bot Radio Network. You guys have been really putting a lot of truth out there for a long time, and I I, uh, deeply appreciate it. Well, thank you, Governor. And uh, we have a lot of stations all across the state of Kansas, but today we have you on the entire network because of something that you have just done that is uh, of national significance. But before we get to that, I want to give you a proper introduction because I love this on your website, and this is one of the things that is so endearing about you, is a, a major national political figure that starts off his bio, his biography, by saying he grew up on a pig farm near Parker, Kansas. And uh, that's that's remarkable. And then you became the state agriculture secretary, then served in the U.S. Congress, served in the U.S. Senate, ran for president of the United States, and is currently in the second term of serving as governor of the great state of Kansas. So that's quite a track record of public service. Well, thanks. And it's just uh, all glory be to God. I've been a blessed man the whole way. And just, I love public service and public life, and I particularly now appreciate the chance and the opportunity we've got to change things like what we've done in Kansas, only do it on a national level. Yes, before we get to that, now tell me, is there anything that you learned on the pig farm that has become particularly useful in your years as in public service? <laughs> oh, hard work, <laughs> uh, sticking with it, uh, you know, just the, and the, just the, you know, the beauty of uh, God's nature and people. You, you, when you're out in the farm, you, you're just dependent upon the weather. And, you know, you just, Lord, we need rain. Uh-huh. Uh, and you, you, you really do develop that, uh, that sense. Kansas is such a great place and just a, it's a beautiful state and warm people. And, but it, it's a place that doesn't give its yield without hard work. You really have to work at it. Now, uh, for people that live in Kansas, uh, we recognize the tremendous transformation that has occurred since you've become governor. Uh, People will remember that Kansas previously had been known as the late-term abortion capital of the nation. And since you have become governor, it has turned 180 degrees. And in, in this letter that we're going to be talking about, you, you refer to Kansas as a culture of life state. When you were campaigning for re-election, I know you said that Kansas is pro-life and we're not going back. So thank you for your commitment to life and to the protection of the innocent, mo- most innocent and uh, and most deserving of protection among us, the unborn. But tell us now about this letter that you've just sent to the President of the United States and uh, the Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, and to the Senate Ma- uh, Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell. Uh, Rich, what I'm doing is I'm saying to them, look, we, we've got a moment now to really start moving the ball forward of making a culture of life in America. Uh, and you don't get these moments all that often in U.S. political history, where you have the House, Senate, and presidency uh, all controlled by pro-life people. So now is the time. This is the moment. You need to do an act push now. 
to defund Planned Parenthood, to ban pain-capable abortions, to ban dismemberment abortions, and sex selection abortions. These are things that have all passed in Kansas, have passed in a number of different states. We have a pro-life country. If you look at the polling now, most people, majority of people, do not like abortion, don't support it. Now, a lot would support certain exceptions. People don't like and don't support taxpayer funding of abortion, Planned Parenthood, does abortions, and it also has uh, all the selling of baby body parts that have been out in these graphic videos. This is the time to act and push those forward, and that's what I was urging the congressional and leadership and the president. So, yes, uh, this press release that we received says that, of course, you today, which is Friday, sent a letter calling on President Trump, Speaker Ryan, and Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to enact pro-life laws similar to those already passed and signed in Kansas. And during your term, Governor Brownback, which is you know midway through your second term right now, you have signed 17 pro-life laws. Thank you so much for that. Of course, Kansas, you know, we were pretty far back in the line, and you kind of brought us up to more where we need to be, and there's more perhaps that should be done. But uh, thank you for the progress that you've brought to our state. The press release goes on to say there are a few things more essential to the identity of America than the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. A prerequisite for all other human rights, life is a gift endowed by our Creator. But, it is, but this unalienable right is not equally protected among all our citizens. The youngest, smallest, most vulnerable among us are suffering. The unborn children of America deserve a chance at life. Their inherent right to life is no less valid than ours. And now is the time for the federal government to take action on their behalf. What is it that causes you to, to believe that now is the time? I mean, I, I have the feeling that we're living in strategic times. Why is now the time to act? And then you also talk about a coordinated or a concerted effort. Tell us about the timing. Well, you, you this is the time to act. The people voted for a pro-life president. When Donald Trump's running for president, he is the most unequivocal presidential candidate we've seen uh, since abortion, uh, since Roe v. Wade, to say, look, Roe v. Wade ought to be repealed. Uh, this, is, this is bad law, uh, and that these things shouldn't happen in this country. He was very clear. He was elected. Uh, and the, the thing that's so strategic about the time is this is an opportunity we do have to act, and we haven't had it before, and you don't know if you'll get it again. And we need to get Roe v. Wade uh, repealed. I applaud the president's nominee for the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, Judge Gorsuch, uh, a brilliant jurist. Uh, would be, I think, an exceptional uh, pick, but there are things that the Congress and the president can do, and and. We need to seize this moment. The Democrats are trying to slow everything they can down in Congress. Uh, but you just you have to push on through these things. I've been at the early parts of an administration when a Republican administration got elected, and I've seen it when a Democrat administration got elected. Those early days are your most valuable generally on legislating. That's when you can move things through. That's why it needs to be done now. 
Okay, so what you're saying, I think, is that now that we have uh, someone in as a president who campaigned as pro-life and the the Republican majority in the House and in the Senate and the and the Republican platform is pro-life. It's a pro-life platform. Now is the time. And then this also says it's in your letter and I'm reading it here. It says now is the time for coordinated efforts to protect and defend the yet unborn millions. Of course, now you're a, a governor of one state in 50. And uh, what, what do you mean by coordinated efforts? How can states lead the way on this? States can enact these same laws and a number of others. Uh, as you noted, I've signed, I've signed 17 pro-life laws, uh, and the number of abortions has gone down. And the percent of women uh, choosing to have life, give life to their children, has gone up. That can happen in other states and can be coordinated. These legislative initiatives and budget initiatives can be coordinated. And then finally, the real prize uh, is the appointment to the United States Supreme Court. Uh, that needs to be part of a pro-life strategy to push this on forward. And, and I think these are key in strategic times uh, in that th- this is just a, a moral stain on the United States uh, that we're, we're killing innocent life. And it's recognized as life now. Uh, we see that in the sonograms. We recognize it in the genetics that this is a separate genetic person being. We know this to be true. And yet it's a stain, the, the number of deaths of innocent life that we have in this country now. This is the time we need to act with urgency in this season. Now, you ask that the... Um the federal government consider enacting the following measures, and you have four. Of course, you've you passed 17, but here are the four that you list. Number one, defund, defund Planned Parenthood. Well, amen for that. Um, the, the way they're selling baby body parts and everything, and, and it's kind of the number one uh, abortion provider, and they don't really provide health care to women other than kill their babies. Pain-capable act. And I believe that's where uh, where babies are have been shown to be able to feel pain, and the dis yes. and dismemberment abortion ban. You know what I, I've been thinking about that, and in in the um, in the Middle Ages, one of the cruelest forms of torture was death by drawn and quartered, where they would would put them on the rack and then pull off their arms and legs and and. Uh, dismember them that way. And that's what happens oftentimes to an unborn child in the womb. And that's why you have this dismemberment abortion ban in the state of Missouri. And then also sex-selective abortion ban. Uh, No child should be discriminated about uh, because they're a boy or a girl. Uh, These are so um, common sense. But these have not been passed on the federal level yet. Is that right? They have not. Uh, now, that's not without effort that a number of people have made at the federal level, <clears throat> but they have not, uh, and it's just, it, it needs to happen. There is movement on defunding of Planned Parenthood, and Rich, you're absolutely right that there are other options for women to get uh, mammograms and other things of women's health than just Planned Parenthood, and we've found them in Kansas. Uh, we had the money. They, when we defunded Planned Parenthood here, the Obama administration just took the money in total away from Kansas. But just yesterday, the House of Representatives, U.S. House of Representatives, overturned that regulation of the Obama administration uh, to be able to give these women health dollars to states like Kansas so that we can give it to women's health clinics that are not abortion centers. And I'm hopeful that will pass the Senate, get to the president, and we can 
we can do that and show you can provide for women's health and it doesn't have to be through Planned Parenthood. Let me share this with you. We spoke with uh, Mary Kay Culp uh, earlier today. She is the executive director of Kansans for Life, and we wanted to give our listeners a flavor of what the people of Kansas uh, feel about you. So we asked her to tell us about how Kansas grassroots people feel about Governor Sam Brownback and his record. We love our governor. He was a wonderful senator. He's a wonderful governor. We've passed. He signed into law 17 provisions, pro-life provisions. I mean, who could ask for anything more out of a governor? He's the best one in the nation as far as we're concerned. Well, now, in the state of Kansas, it had been known as the abortion capital, or at least the late-term abortion capital of the nation. Kathleen Sebelius had been the governor, and my, what a difference an election makes. Tell us about that transformation. Well, it's a complete 180-degree transformation because she was pro-abortion to the hilt, and he is pro-life to the hilt. And, you know, not only he allowed us to become the second state in the nation to pass a ban on those late-term abortions because of fetal pain, and we were the first state in the nation to pass a dismemberment abortion ban, which he signed into law. So it's just been a, a total pleasure and, and, and saving lives. The abortion rate continues to go down. And he even is the reason we have a Midwest Stem Cell Therapy Center, which relies only on adult stem cells, ethical stem cells, which is saving adult lives. So we couldn't be happier with that. Right. No babies have to die for those types of uh, stem cells. Exactly. So these, these initiatives that you're describing are some of the ones that uh, Governor Sal Brownback now in this letter is encouraging Washington to take on to provide the protections all across the country. What are your thoughts about this letter? Well, the letter is great, and he includes in that defending, excuse me, defunding Planned Parenthood at the federal level. But he had already signed bills to defund them at the state level, and Obama, right as he was leaving office, uh, got an executive order to turn that over and not allow states to get out of spending their money with Planned Parenthood. And that is something that our House of Representatives reversed yesterday. Oh, that's great news. Uh, Mary Kay, uh, the governor is with us on the phone. Is there anything you'd like to say by way of a shout-out to Governor Brownback? Governor Brownback knows that we love him <laughs> He because he stands for life. You know, he has said over and over again, Kansas is pro-life and we're not going back. And God love him for that. And that's Mary Kay Culp, Executive Director of Kansans for Life. Governor Brownback, uh, you know, the media is not pro-life. I think the grassroots of America is pro-life, but uh, you're oftentimes not appreciated so much in the media as you are among the people. Well, I just, I think you're seeing really the media being shown for being uh, quite biased. And uh, President Trump takes them on daily, uh, and the public uh, has voted for President Trump. I, uh, the, the media really has just decided that they're the arbiters of what people should hear, and it should be to the left. And that's just not where the public is. And I think the public is starting to push back and has pushed back when they've uh, you know, elected people that, that, that push back on the media. Uh, whereas before, you just kind of, the media would bully you around, they'd cow people into... Um, you know, saying, well, okay, I guess I'm uh, I'm wrong and you're right. And President Trump and others are just pushing back, saying, no, you guys in the media, you're the ones that are wrong. Uh, and you need to listen to where the people are. 
and you need to support and do, and do what the people want to do. And in that sense, and in that way, the people are pro-life. Yes, the people are pro-life. And you have now uh, six years into your uh, two terms as a uh, governor of the state of Kansas, amassed a wonderful record. Uh, just give us some of the highlights of the Governor Brownback record here in the state of Kansas that maybe the media is ignoring. Well, I don't think what they've recognized is last year the state of Kansas, as a, as a population, I'm talking about the economy of Kansas, was a record income for the people of Kansas. We had record new business formation. We had record crops, which I didn't have anything to do with, but I'm applauding the farmers of this blessing. Uh, state. And we've had record population, too. And, and we've fixed a number of things here at the state level that were really in trouble. Our pension system was in the bankruptcy zone. It's not now. It's well out of the bankruptcy zone. We had a Medicaid system that we were having to kick people off of because we couldn't afford it. We've added 100,000 people on Medicaid and services that uh, that we give them. We're 30% of our powers produced out of wind energy in the state. That was 12, 13% when I started. Uh, we've had a network, and we're doing a lot of reforms on water law to be able to conserve and extend our water resources, particularly in the western part of the state. So we've had a lot of positive things that have happened. The media always covers the shortfall in the budget that's been primarily due to low agriculture and low oil prices as 20 other states are having budget problems or states with big commodity pieces of their economy, which Kansas has a major commodity piece. But there's a lot of good things going on in Kansas. There there certainly are. Now, Eben Fowler is in our studio as well, and, and Eben has a few comments he'd like to ask. Well, Governor, it's it's great talking with you. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity to introduce you at the Kansans for Life banquet, and and as part of that introduction, one of the things that I I asked the about a thousand or more people who were there to to think about was, what if the uh, presidential election had turned out differently? And you sort of heard a collective groan in the room, yeah. and, you know, and particularly with respect to the issue of life. And that was that was kind of how I set up the introduction because, Governor, you are. Uh, perhaps the most outspoken pro-life governor in the country. And we, as Rich has said, we really appreciate that. I wanted to ask you, you know, we talked about 17 bills that you've signed since you've been in office for these six years or so. Uh, what are some of the key pieces? And then I want to ask you about one in particular. What are some of those key pro-life pieces that you've signed into law? We've talked about several of them here, Evan. I, I do believe the dismemberment abortion and the pain-capable abortion and sex selection are ones that are very educational to the public to tell them the gri grisly side of what happens in an abortion. I think a lot of people just they don't want to face that. But one of the things that really helped us move the ball forward in the nation pro-life uh, was partial birth abortion and educating the public on it. I think these are also very useful. And then really defunding Planned Parenthood. And one of the things that Mary Culp talked, Mary Kate talked about, was this Midwest Stem Cell Center, uh, where we are treating people at the University of Kansas Medical Center with their own adult stem cells or somebody else's adult stem cells, but not embryonic. So it's not a destructive of life. It's life-giving. And I think I think those are amongst some of the uh, best and most important pro-life pieces of legislation that, that we've done in this state to, to educate people on life. Now, I'd like to get an update on the dismemberment abortion ban. I know there was opposition, uh, of course, and there's always opposition to these things. Uh, the other side uh, just doesn't doesn't want them to pass. 
But uh, what is the status of that particular bill in Kansas? It's law, but it's been on appeal, and it now sits in front of the Kansas Supreme Court, and the Kansas Supreme Court is considering whether or not the Kansas Constitution has within it a constitutional right to an abortion such that we cannot ban dismemberment abortions in Kansas. So that's the legal status uh, of that of that bill. That's my understanding is one of those who challenged the bill is actually a, a doctor or so-called doctor who performed those kinds of abortions in actually in the Overland Park area. And yes, and... Um, I'm just uh, uh, I'm praying that the Kansas Supreme Court does not find the right to an abortion in our Kansas Constitution. It's not there, uh, but a lower court found it there. The Kansas Court of Appeals set on bonk. That means all 14 judges set together, and they split 7-7 on it. So that let the lower court opinion stand, and now it's in front of the Kansas Supreme Court. Gentlemen, I'm going to need to go here, but I... Uh, Delighted to join you, and um, I appreciate your message, and I appreciate you sharing this with your entire network. God bless you, Governor Brownback, and thank you for your initiative here to try to encourage the federal government to pass the same type of laws that we enjoy today in the state of Kansas. God bless you, sir. Thank you for your service. God bless you guys. Take care now. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Rich, one of the other questions I was going to ask him uh, was about the, this Planned Parenthood issue. And just so that our, I'm sure most of our listeners, if not all of them, since this has been going on for some time, are aware of the uh, investigative reports that were done on Planned Parenthood. And, and in the governor's letter, he mentions, uh, it says, substantiated by a recent report from the Select Investigative Panel of the Energy and Commerce Committee in the U.S. House of Representatives, Planned Parenthood is breaking the law and should not receive federal funding. You know, one of the things that, and of course, uh, the gentleman, David Daleiden, who was, uh, whose organization, the Center for Medical Progress, was involved in doing the undercover work to, to get this information out there, uh, was the speaker at this banquet I referred to. And, and his presentation was fascinating. It was very interesting. And, you know, of course, Planned Parenthood has pushed back. They, they tried a, and they're still trying it, this sort of marketing campaign, if you will, where they put these banners up on the side of the building, that their buildings that says, health care happens here. Have you, have you seen that one? I uh, have, yes. And it's, first of all, it's an ordinance violation in Overland Park to put the sign on the building, and they haven't, uh, they have, <laughs> they're violating even little laws. But the thing is that uh, it's pretty well known now, and the more it becomes known, and the reason that I wanted to bring it up again is to make sure that everybody listening to this broadcast is fully aware of what the organization Planned Parenthood is up to. And, and they, you know, when somebody walks in the door of most Planned Parenthoods and they ask for, pre, for prenatal care, that's most of the Planned Parenthoods don't offer that. That what they offer is birth control, and many of the birth control drugs that they prescribe are abortifacient drugs. That's just the way they work. And then, you know, they don't do sonograms unless you're in there for an abortion. They don't do, they never have done mammograms. There's not a single Planned Parenthood in this country that owns a mammogram machine, to my knowledge. They refer people out. So to say health care happens here, that's if you define health care as a very short list of things. And then they do, and they do testing for sexually transmitted infections and diseases. But that is it. And so, as Governor Brownback said, this half a billion dollars of taxpayer money that's been, that has been sucked up by Planned Parenthood for low these many years can be redistributed to other organizations that actually do 
provide health care. So the governor of Kansas now <clears throat> has sent this letter to President Trump, Speaker of the House Paul Ryan, and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, encouraging them to move forward, to seize the initiative, and to pass these types of uh, legislations. And uh, this complete letter is featured on our website. If you go to botradionetwork.com, we have the letter prominently posted there so you can read it for yourself. It's a page and a half, almost two pages, and uh, very, very strong. And we so much appreciate Governor Brownback for doing this, and we hope that it'll have some effect, and I believe that it will. Let me just read uh, the way it ends here. Last couple of paragraphs, it says, With modern science and technology, the humanity of unborn children cannot be denied. The majority of Americans believe that abortion is morally wrong. While abortion, while abortion stops one heart, it breaks another. Mm. The complexities surrounding countless crisis pregnancies lead many women to believe abortion is their only option. It is not. Mother Teresa once spoke to our national leaders asking us not to abort our children. Instead, she offered to give them a home. My family is blessed with adopted children. This is Governor Brownback speaking. We as a people can and will take care of these precious children. He concludes by saying, we cannot delay. Now is the time to take action. With the new administration in Washington and both houses of Congress controlled by pro-life majorities, we must grasp the opportunity to proclaim and protect the dignity of life. Our most, our most vulnerable citizens deserve no less. As leaders of the American Republic, defending life is our highest calling. I humbly ask for your support for these life-saving measures. Sincerely, Sam Brombeck, Governor of Kansas. Absolutely right. And, and one of the points that you read there in that next-to-last paragraph, the complexities surrounding countless crisis pregnancies lead many women to believe abortion is their only option. It, it's not. And uh, there are several thousand, somewhere 2,500, 3,000 pregnancy resource centers across the United States that are doing excellent work in their communities. And, you know, if, if uh, someone listening wants to know how they can help with this issue, there are so many different ways you can help with, uh, you know, these pregnancy resource centers. You can either give financially, you can volunteer to help. There are people here in the, in the Kansas City area, for instance, I know uh, several women who are counselors, and they go in and they, they're trained to work with women who are in the, in some cases, the most difficult times of their lives. And there, there, there are tremendous resources out there that uh, are there to help those, help those women. Now, here we are speaking uh, from the state of Kansas with the governor of the state of Kansas. And just not too long ago, Kansas was the abortion capital, the late-term abortion capital of the nation. And I'd like for our listeners to hear this musical message that came out of the Summer of Mercy in Wichita, Kansas in 1991. Did you hear a baby cry in Wichita today? Did something tug inside your heart as a life was torn away? Do situations trouble you where people take a stand? Don't you hear the thunder rumbling across that troubled Right from wrong enough to satisfy your soul. 
Or should it take commitment for God's people to behold? As clouds of darkness gather up, what will we say and do? What Christian witness persevere if left to me and you? Would Christian witness persevere if left to me and you? That's a powerful challenge to us, not only in 1991, but for us today. And you know, Evan, one of the reasons that's so thrilling for me to sit here today like this is because I remember in 1991, they were saying, well, if you don't like the way things are, change the law. And that's exactly what Governor Sam Brownback has done. There's more work to be done because we don't want anyone to have to face abortion in the state of Kansas. But nevertheless, these laws are coming out of the books. And now Kansas is encouraging the nation to follow the example of what's been done here and move the ball forward to protect more and more of these innocent unborn children. That's right. It's a great day. All right, folks, this is Rich Bott together with Evan Fowler. Thank you for listening to this edition of The Complete Story and our special guest, Governor Sam Brownback. God bless you. Thanks for listening. 